Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tats Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Nick Perrette. He's the CEO at peakleads.io. So Nick, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Taz. Can't wait. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I looked on your profile and said, be the modern day contractor. Tell me about that. Yeah. Be the modern day contractor. So at, at peakleads.io, that's what we're all about. Now, what does that really mean? It means using the latest technologies to make your business as efficient and profitable as you can be. You know, we're, we're a young team, you know, <laughs> I'll be 31 in December and most of our team is, is around that, that same age. You know, we're a very hungry team, but, you know, we grew up using technology for everything that we do. And I also kind of grew up in a blue collar family. My dad was electrician, you, you name it. We had the contractor in the family, right? So I, I grew up using, utilizing technology. I grew up in a blue collar family and I, I noticed that there's a gap there that, that contractors can really take the next level using these different tools. Yeah. And so having this sort of the trades background, you know, th- that makes sense. Why, why did you pick roofing, particularly commercial roofing? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a journey, right? <laughs> that's a journey. You, you start the business with, with a, an idea and a vision. And for, for me, what it was contractors, even, even when I graduated college, I was working for Milwaukee Tool, right? Who was, I was selling to distributors that would then go sell to contractors. So I was still living in that, in that same realm. And then when I went and worked for a marketing automation company, a little startup, 40% of their, of their business with contractors. And I was doing cold calls, 150 cold calls a day. You know, so you got to think if, if 40% is contractors, you're speaking to about 60 contractors a day. So you, you start to pick up on, on certain patterns and areas where they could use help with. And that's where I started to kind of put the idea together on whiteboard and start to kind of put it all together. Now, when I first started, it was going to be contractors just in general. And you know how it is when you start a business, even if they weren't contractors, we would take them on doctors, lawyers, you know, anyway, we'll take any client to, you know, get, get revenue in the door. And then it slimmed down to that, that ideal target audience of contractors. And then the reason why roofing, I was trying to get any business, any kind of traction I could, relationships, you name it. And so I was just sending people messages on LinkedIn. And I was like, hey, I'll make you a free video for your company. Just let me know if you're interested. So Randy Brothers with with Lee Rubin and the Rubin Academy, he responded saying that he'd be interested. You know, he never seems to, to, to miss a good opportunity. So I I had no idea how to make a video, to be 100% honest with you. It was an absolute mess. I bought like a three-inch tripod and put my phone on it. The, the tripod broke and fell over. It was, it was an interesting... Well, but we, we ended up, you know, connecting, right? And, and he started to realize that I, I was a hustler and still had a ways to go. But that was when he was starting the Roofing Academy. And he really didn't have a whole lot there. And so 
we ended up partnering together and, and working on that and kind of growing that. And along with that, we got really involved in the roofing space. And that's when we started to focus specifically on roofing. You know, you got to think if we're doing marketing and targeting roofing contractors and they need help with things and they sign up for Roofing Academy, hey, if they need help with marketing, they're going to come to us first, right? So it was a great partnership there for sure. We love that. It went commercial for a couple of reasons, I would say. I would say that me and my business partner, we came from the B2B world, right? We both did sales and prospecting there. So we had an idea of what it takes to be successful in that area. And then we started having those results. And so also you start to see the client retention was very high there. And so it's like, we're like, let's lean into this. We're going to become the best at this. Also, if you look at the marketplace, I felt like if you look at marketing, there were plenty of other resources or options on residential and not as many on commercial. We, we sort of kind of know each other because, you know, we, I see your stuff online, but, you know, people in the industry that I've talked to speak highly of what you do, but the lead gen side isn't always the the side that gets positive reviews. You mm-hmm. Tell me about that. I mean, because it's, you know, it's filled with things that, you know, don't live up to uh, sort of advertise. So Yeah, 100%. I mean, we, we all know that, that, that someone... We all know someone that's been burned by a marketing agency where it, it, it didn't work well and they feel like they wasted tons of money, thousands and thousands of dollars, and they feel like they can't find a resource or a partnership that's going to help them kind of get to that next level and have consistent leads. Well, let's just be honest. We're not perfect, but the, the, you want to look for a, a partner when we're looking for a marketing agency, basically you're looking for a company you can trust. Because if they need to change things or if they're not getting the results that you want, hey, are they willing to work with you and make sure that they fix that? That's really what it comes down to. Now, we average five, I think it's 5.67 leads per account per week, right? And that kind of gives you a general idea. The clients that work the best with us, we like to say has good communication for sure. Whether it's good or bad, let us know. If we have notes on how the leads are going and any kind of updates, then we have a better understanding of where we're at. Now, if I send a ton of leads over and none of them are good and we don't communicate, I'm not going to know that. So on my end, hey, I'm going to think everything went well, but you're really saying, hey, I suck, right? So that communication, utilizing a CRM is a big one for sure. Any kind of organizational tool for your leads is going to make you more successful no matter what. And a suggestion that if you don't have one right now, make sure you're taking the time and money, invest in it into that CRM, no doubt. Being willing to take some of the, the, the crappier jobs, if you will, like the ones that the little repair work or service jobs that maybe you don't want right now because you want to get bigger opportunities, but just to build that relationship, especially if it could be an account that could serve you for a long time, being open to that service work, I think is a big one as well. And then follow up. If you look at it, we have one of our clients where their job board for sales, which is basically what the steps are, literally all I label is, is first contact, second contact, third contact. And every time they do it, it is drag it over. And then it goes all the way up to seven contacts, right? They have to follow up with the leads. So if you call and they don't answer, don't give up quite yet, right? Make sure that you have some kind of process that you stick with, right? That every lead goes through, even if it's not from us. Yeah, for sure. Now, I know that you don't work with every company, because you know there's there's only so much opportunity you want to make sure that there's quality 
how do you think about sort of vetting or pre-qualifying the type of commercial contractors? Do you look at size, reputation? Like how do you, you know, without having a conversation, how do you sort of narrow that down when you start to work with people? Yeah, hundred percent. And sometimes it's easier than others, I would say, but for, for sure the, the market size. And so if we're looking at the market, we'll always look at how many properties are in that market. So, you know, the more properties, the bigger the city, course that the more accounts we can have because there's going to be more prospects that, that we can target for for these roofing contractors that's going to be number one also if you're going and trying to go into account that we might already have somebody and there is room how is that other account performing right is there going to be an opportunity where it's if you look at that 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 how that market's performing right now it's probably gonna be very similar if we added a new one so if it's performing well maybe we'll add another one but in terms of our ideal client I would say on the commercial side, the more capabilities that they have is going to be a big one for sure, right? So if they're able to take on flat roofs, et cetera, and stuff like that, you know, some people just get into it. They might only do shingle stuff. So, you know, if they have a good offering and I guess expertise in a variety of services on that commercial side, you know, that's going to help for sure. Having people that they feel are going to and you can kind of generalize. I feel like someone if they have someone scheduling and making sure that they have someone who who it's like their go-to person on the lead side. That's always really good. You know, like we have a commercial salesperson out in Orlando, Florida, and he's been paying out of pocket for men for for maybe two years each month paying us, and he crushes it. But you got to think he's paying out of pocket himself, so like that's his hard-earned money that he's paying from, and then. If he does a good job with those leads, he's just going to make way more money right away. So I feel like he really takes it seriously on that follow-up stuff. So we look at that for sure. But yeah. So he individually is paying. Has has the rest of the company clued in? That's his competitive advantage? It sounds like we have a a meeting with the the company later. I think it's next week or something like that. And so I think they might be trying to get in on it somehow. But I mean, he's a really talented salesperson. You know, having good sales, obviously having really good salespeople you know, makes us look really good. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, you talked about, you know, contractors and the technology they use and sort of, you know, so the modern thing, what sort of things are the best contractors using? Give me examples. You know, we talked about lead gen with stuff like that, but what, what are people using? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they just, they, they think differently. Right. And I, I love talking to, to business owners who I'm marketing minded, honestly. So I, I like talking to business owners that are, you know, marketing minded, tech savvy, all that very open-minded to, to implementing new technologies. And that's one thing I would say, Hey, even if you're not looking to, to grow your company or have drastic extreme goals for the year, you always want to be looking at how can I grow? It doesn't necessarily have to be a revenue standpoint. It's more of how can we get better? How can we get more efficient? Because if you don't, you're going to fall further behind than you think. Now, you look at all these roofing conferences, there seems to be one all the time, right? Now, you don't have to go to all of them, but if you just go to one here and there, stop at the booth, look at what, what new tools there are and everything like that, there's some some pretty good stuff that seems to be coming out, you know, every few months, they're like, Oh, I should at least look at that. Now, obviously the, the, the core focus is going to be that, that CRM. Now the CRM, you, you have a couple options. You could go with a roofing specific CRM, right. That is designed with the industry in mind and, and built for a roofing contractor specifically. And there's a variety of those. 
Yeah. Or maybe that's just not the right fit for you. And maybe you want to go with one that, that is outside of it, right? Whether it's a Salesforce or a Zoho or a HubSpot, you know, you really got to decide where, where you're at, you know, and from there, that's the foundation that that's going to be sales, production, billing, the processes for each one of those steps is going to be right in there. For me, if I'm looking at CRMs, one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm considering now, especially with salespeople out in the field, because I hear this point all the time, is for the salespeople, what mobile application, like how is the mobile application? Is a mobile application very user-friendly for the salespeople on the field? For a lot of them that are here, people struggle with that. And that's been an issue. So you got to think, hey, everything's built for the office. That's great. Everyone's loving in the office. What about the people that are responsible for running those leads, taking down the notes, sending the proposals? What does their process look like? Is that a mess? Is that to go home afterwards and do everything on that computer? Or they can they get some of that stuff done from the mobile application? And I mean, from there, it's, you know, integrating everything. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's estimating software proposal tools, a follow-up software, I mean, you, you name it, right? I mean, email automation stuff. You know, I, I think I see, if you look at the customer journey, I think that I've seen some people do some cool stuff with different touch points to customers from when the lead comes in all the way to closing out and asking for that review through text and emails. I like the, the video idea where they do, you know, before they come, maybe they have pre-built videos, frequently asked questions, or like an introduction of the salesperson that's going to come to their house and, and stuff like that to kind of paint the picture is cool too. Yeah. I mean, you talked about sort of automating sort of text and stuff on the back end and stuff like that. I mean, does that work as a standard process? Not everyone's tech savvy on the customer side, or is that is that you can do it? I mean, it's really up to you. And, and that's the 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 kind of I, I mean, it's the fun part and it's kind of the difficult part is. There's no right answer. I mean, it's, it's, it's really up to you and not what your team, you and your team prefers. But, you know, for, for me, the text messages, internal, external, I would definitely be utilizing, no doubt. I mean, if you're on your way, let's say to go do an inspection or whatever it might be, just sending that text message, like some kind of automated text message, you know, right before saying that you're going to be on your way, that's going to be great. A text message reminder for a review, that could be great. You know, a text message for maybe someone, there is a lead that's been sitting in, tried to contact, couldn't get a hold of, whatever you want to call it. It's been sitting there, you haven't been getting a lead after a certain amount of days, they automatically get a text message just with a quick follow-up. You know, we'll do it too with the commercial leads that we generate. If people are communicating well with us and we have a good relationship there, hey, we have a, a setup where it's like, hey, these are the leads that we want to send to, you know, revive lost leads, we call it, where basically the lead either kind of started to fall off or, got, you know, they ghosted us, whatever it is. We just put them in, in some kind of campaign, you know, through text messages, trying to get a hold of them, trying to spark that conversation. I mean, if you hit them at the right time and they have a leak, which it happens all the time or whatever it might be, boom, time is everything. And now we can still get that win and make sure we're maximizing those yeah. things. I mean, obviously a situation where, you know, something has sort of fallen off and there's a follow-up that's uh, straightforward, but what are the ones where you insert automation through the middle of the process where you have, you know, the customized handholding and there's some automation, how do you make sure that, you know, you don't trip over it or people don't sort of feel impersonal in that process? What sort of things do you consider? 
I guess what would be like the biggest worry? Would it be like, Hey, it, 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 this got sent and it wasn't supposed to basically, or what hesitations do you think people are having? I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think if you're taking someone, you know, that is sort of, you know, has a very customized approach of it and you're trying to optimize it. How do you make sure that people feel like they're not being sort of automated out? Right. Like, you know, like yeah. you know, the handholding, maybe, maybe, maybe that, right. The, I will, I will say this, the number one issue for uh, clients with contractors tends to be communication. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in Atlanta, Georgia over the holidays, and I was at my, my girlfriend's sister's house and they were hosting us. They were having all these people over. You know, I think they had 40 people over one of the days and one of the windows is wide open air blowing through it and there is wood all over the place sawdust everywhere haven't been able to get a hold of the contract i'm not able to... they sent one guy that that didn't know english to come pick up a ladder and uh no communication so for if you're a contractor it's almost better to over communicate because no one else is communicating Got it. That automated touch point is way better than non-communication. But so, so there's a bar there. No, great point. Yeah, I mean, what you talked about looking inside the industry for ideas. I mean, do you look at sources outside the industry for yourself to stay ahead, or sort of? You know, mm-hmm. What do you look to? Yeah, I would say I actually stay pretty much outside of, of the industry for the, for the most part. When I go to the conferences and stuff like that, I, I'll keep an eye out on different things that are going on with different technologies. You know, we have, we have the podcast that we record every week that I'll bring on people that I think are, are, are cool, interesting, have good solutions, good stories. So I feel like I, I stay pretty on top of things there, you know, and I've been doing that for, you know, three or four years, every single week. So that, that keeps me informed there, but for internal stuff, I don't know, like what we're working at product standpoint, stuff like that, or what we're trying to improve on, I would say it's mostly online stuff. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, you know, my business partner, his, his is Twitter. <laughs> he follows all the people, anything, anything marketing related, email marketing, you know, different technologies, you name it, copywriting, all that kind of stuff. He's usually on uh, Twitter. I'm more of a, YouTube. I'm always looking on, on different things on, on YouTube. And then for me, I learn by just like using it. So I'll, I'll look up different tools if I feel like we have any kind of things we improve on and just start researching. And then right away, I just download that free trial and I start start playing with it. And I know pretty quick if it's going to be something that I'll, I'll like to use or not, and then kind of go from there. Yeah. So what sort of things that you find like sort of patterns in terms of what what makes you like something really quickly mm, i mean i like user experience right so we, we, when you're looking at technology i think that's something that is extremely important and sometimes almost almost forgotten you know for for me if i'm able to hop in and it's very intuitive very i can learn it very quickly i have a, an ability to to customize it the way i want I'm like, Ooh, I'm really liking this. And then also just being able to, to in- integrate the tools. So you, you got to think you want that CRM to be the, the foundation and any kind of technology, we like to call them like kind of tech stacks where you put different technologies on top of each other to make one, right. You want to make sure that there's, there's one area that you can kind of log in and control everything. So you want your tools to play friendly together, if you will. 
So if they're able to connect. Great. Well, go, going from technology back into the roofing industry, on the commercial roofing side, you talk to a lot of commercial roofing contractors. Any trends or things top of mind for roofers that you notice, you know, just talking to your various clients right now? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot going on. I feel like the last couple of years, right? So first, first we had the, the COVID situation, and it seemed like people in the commercial side were saying that people were were holding their money tight, right? So capex money was tapped out, or they cut you know cut their budget there, whatever it might be. People were looking for solutions that were very cost effective. I would I would say for a little bit, and then of course the supply issue that's been a whole another curveball of things. And then during this time, you know, obviously the economy is kind of like who knows, right? There's definitely some uncertainty out out there. I would say. Especially when you feel like the media is really pushing it too, it, people feel it even feel it even more, of course. And so when during those times, I feel like people, the contractors that are are smaller have have been like, hey, we're just gonna cut, we're gonna hold our money tight. And then I've noticed contractors that have been in business for you know a hundred years who weren't spending any money said, all right, we'll always get to work now. <laughs> <laughs> so the opposite? Yeah, the opposite. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting. I would say though, obviously if you, if you can you just keep, I mean, no matter what, always stay active, right? It, it, you, you notice during tough economic times that, that some people will, will stop spending and, and they'll, we, they won't be as aggressive, but then what's the game plan then in my mind? So you know that it's going to be tight and then you're going to lose some customers because they're going to save their money. So you're going to save your money and not going to need more customers to replace the customers that, you're going to lose because they're saving their money. So for, for me, hey, cash is oxygen. So anything I can do to be aggressive and you got to think, you know, the people are pulling back and not being as aggressive is me. Great opportunity for you to go out there and meet people, build your book of business and really maximize the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything I didn't cover that you wanted to touch on? Um, I think that's good. I mean, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I would just say that the contracts is out there, right? Just stay open-minded as the new technologies that we're talking about it, stay aggressive, uh, you know, always be prospecting, keep that pipeline full, right? Because otherwise some months are good and then all of a sudden the, the next one isn't as good. So keep it full, you know, keep the pipeline full. If you, if you think about the time where you lay it, lay awake at night, trying to fall asleep. It's usually during those months where you're wondering where your next job is coming from. So, you know, just stay aggressive, be open-minded and, and make sure that, you know, you, you enjoy the journey and have fun with, with, with the company and the platform it creates other people. Great. Thank you for listening to the Specify Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash tats talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.